Howdy folks, today I'm going to be talking about reselling in the year 2000 with my good friend Paul Perez. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Reseller Niche Podcast, a show for e-commerce buyers and sellers where we investigate unique items being bought and sold and show you how research equals knowledge equals profit. Okay, we are live. Thank you for watching another or coming back to watch another episode of the Reselling Age podcast. My name is Mo, and I'm here with my main man, Paul P. And um, Paul, why don't you uh, real quick let people know where they can find you? My name is Paul V. Perez. Sometimes people call me PVP. It's like my dancer name, my social dancer name. But uh, uh, I have a podcast. It's called the Improve and Have Fun Podcast. And you can find that at improveandhavefun.com along with all my other content, definitely. Cool, cool, cool. So today's topic, we kind of have a general topic. We wanted to reminisce a little bit. Uh, we were going to be talking about the year 2000. So this is 2020. I figured go back 20 years. I know some of you maybe don't remember the year 2000. I remember it quite well, um, you youngsters out there. Um, so we were going to, you know, touch on reselling, touch on life, touch on whatever we can remember. I tried, actually, Paul, we talked about this a second ago, we tried not to kind of script this out. So we're kind of going to go off what we can remember the most. That's the way I love to do it, Mo. That's the way I love to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i start off with one fact, one little thing. I looked up what the year 2000 was supposed to be, and it said it was designated as the International Year for Cultural or peace and world math and and the world mathematical year. So I guess I don't really understand what that means, but uh, <laughs> good. I like that. So uh, I guess what's the first thing you can remember, or what's the thing that stands out the most about the uh, year two thousand to you, Paul? Now, are we talking personally? Or are we talking about in terms of just like uh, in terms of like uh, what was going on in the world? Um, why don't we start with in terms of the world and we'll get on that personal a little bit after that. You know, um, I don't know what was going on in the world. Unfortunately, at that time, I really would have to, uh, you know, look online to see like what were the world events that happened that year, which I'm kind of doing now. And like I said, we're doing this more on the fly. I hope you're, you're cool with it, Mo. I just say, I don't like to have oh, things no. pre well, actually, as well. What right? I meant more is what you like, um, you know what, anything that you can uh, think of that stuck out to you. Well, um, personally, like that's, a, that's yeah, where yeah, it, yeah. my mind kind of comes to. Like when I was looking at, um, and for me, movies and music have been such a huge part of my life. And I'm sure they're the part of your life and, so many other people around the world, like, where were you when this movie came out? Or where were you when this piece of music came out? And uh, at that time, I was 24 years old. I was still living at home, but I was on the verge of like moving. Um, but not that hadn't even been in my mind. And when I had seen the movies and the music that came out that year, specifically the movies, I've always loved the movies. Uh, yeah. And I just realized that that year I went to the movies so many times because there's so many movies that came out that year. And those 
times is you know i went to a lot of movies by myself but the times that always stand out to me and this is something that i've been reflecting on the last couple of days is were you know the experiences that you have with friends and family and uh i remember going to see gladiator at the Ziegfeld, which is one of the biggest movies that came out in the year 2000 in new york city it was this classic movie theater that was beautiful red carpets and now they've closed it down and made it into something else uh but i remember going to see that with my very good friend uh, that I've known uh, since my teen years. And I still hold and cherish that uh, time that we went to go see that movie because we were just blown away. Like this movie was incredible, you know? So that's the thing. It was, it was. And that's the thing that really kind of stands out for me. And uh, I mean, we're going to get more into other things as well, but if you're asking me that that's kind of like where my heart and where my mind is, but like I said, it's a memory that I know I'll I'll take with me to my deathbed because it wasn't even a thing that we did all these crazy things, but you know, we just saw this movie together and any experiences that I've had of great movies with friends, like those kind of stay with me. You know, the movies are a special place in my heart. Definitely. Yeah. Going to the movies. I'm saying going to the movies. Absolutely. And that would, that's one of the movies actually I thought that was, I wasn't even sure what I was going to, uh, what I was going to see when I saw that. I was, you know, uh, is it, um, I think it was, uh, I forget the director's name, but he did alien and he did, um, Oh, really? Scott, other, really? 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 Scott, Scott? That's right. I don't know why I blanked out for a second, but yeah. Yeah. So I expected it to be good, but I wasn't sure, but yeah, I was pleasantly surprised with that. And then, um, let me see. Right. Well, I, I want to, I want to turn the question on you, Mo. Like, uh, what was it that, you know, like, yeah, go ahead. when you think the year 2000, what's the first thought that comes to your mind? The year 2000 for me was around the time. Actually, that's the biggest thing for me. That was when <laughs> this really dates here. This is when I uh, met my uh, wife to be. So that would be the first thing that stands that's out. Awesome. Most, yeah. I love so that. that's, um, I mean, I wouldn't say met. We knew each other, but that's when we first started going out. So, um, so for me, that's huge. And then movies. It's funny that you mentioned movies because you know I know we can't watch them now, unfortunately, like in the theater. But we did. I want to say we watched a movie every single week, ten days, less than that. And it wasn't <laughs> even just us. Sometimes it'd be like ten of us. You ever do that? Where it's like 10, 15 people watching a movie. When um, I was a kid, when I was a kid, yeah, with my yeah. older brother, like I said, my older brother is such a huge influence in my life. And this is where I get this like special feeling of movies because like he used to take me with his friends. And there were times when I would like just cry and like when he wouldn't take me, you know what I mean? But yeah. I hold those kind of times special to my heart. But you were saying you would grow, you would go with a group of like 10, 15. Oh, people. yeah, yeah. And it wasn't just movies. I mean, I'll, we'll get, I mean, I'll, I'll talk about movies, too, but it was events of any, any kind. I mean, we go to a lot of, a lot of concerts. A lot of not i mean festivals i should say that as well you know like uh, when it's like not one band there's like 50 of them a lot of local yeah, crew uh, that's like, like an all-day thing that's like exactly. an all-day like over here they have like uh um like up it's near mountain view it kind of in the bay area so then they're all kind to be honest i'm blanking out on the festivals we used to go to every single one every single one we used to go to the theme parks and then even at the theme parks you'd have people that would show up and play um Here's one that stuck, sticks out on my mind. I don't know if it was 2000 or not. We had this, there was a Beatles cover band called Rain, and they did like the local county fair. And there were like eight of us there. And I remember we, um, one of us, I don't know, somebody in the crew, somebody on the stage was really part of the Beatles. And I was trying to say, you know what? 
you know, it's, you know, 2000, they broke up in what, 1969, 70. I highly doubt these guys look like they're 25. So I highly <laughs> doubt that's, that's Paul McCartney out there right now. So, I mean, <laughs> but he was seriously convinced like, no, that's him. He sounds just like, okay. So that, I don't know why that stands out in my mind. It's silly, but yeah. That's now, where, one of the things. where was this? You said it isn't Cal like for me, this has all been in New York city, you know, oh, so sorry. This California. Is, uh, yeah, this was the Alameda County Fair. It would have been Pleasanton. That probably doesn't make any sense to you. It's just a city, random city out there. It's kind of out in the, it's just like a big fieldish area. I mean, yeah, that's cool. They just have that's like cool. a bunch of stalls, um, like, you know, hot dogs and like uh, that kind of stuff. But that, yeah, yeah. We used to go to those county fairs all the time and they were like, a oh, Mo is a. Logged off for a second, and we're gonna see if we can get him back. We are nine minutes. Right, I lost you there for a second. I was just about nah, to... no, that's okay. It's okay. The I, internet I... just went down, so no, it, just, it was right. <laughs> it was it, it was like in and out. It was like in and out when you were talking. It would like stop and go and stop and go. But okay, okay, but you're gonna definitely have to edit some audio, like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I that. That. But I, I think I just I think the last thing I said was yeah, I was just at a um, a random county fair in a place called Pleasanton. Um, cool. Cool. So yeah, that was one of the things that stood out in my mind. I mean, oh. 2000 was kind of like, I guess the thing that I should say stood out because I was in college at the time. So the thing that stood out for me, especially from a lot of my teachers, because I was in um, kind of IT major, um, cool. was Y2K. Yeah. I don't know if people remember that. 1999. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, right. So, I mean, I guess it's the year before, but yeah. Because I remember I had one teacher that supposedly was working on that and he was really freaked out. Like, I don't know what he did. He did, because all I know is that supposedly they were going to, if people don't know what Y2K is, supposedly they made a bunch of records on, I don't know, like bank files or you know, <laughs> computer files. And they put um, the year as 99 instead of, or no, I'm sorry. They put it as 00 instead of 200. Um, so everyone at the end of 1999 was freaking out that once it hit 00, some kind of, Armageddon was going to hit because <laughs> the computers are going to take over. And Bruce Willis was, was going to save us. Absolutely. He was. In Armageddon, that's a good movie. And then, uh, but yeah, and of, co of course it didn't happen, but people were serious. They spent millions on this. Um, it was probably the biggest, I would say one of the biggest crisis, crises that year. Um, I mean, do you remember that? Like people getting like, freaked out about that? Dude, it, it was all over the news, and the news was like beating you over the head with it. And then once it came into 2000, like everything was okay. You know what I'm saying? And there were like uh, cult groups, and everybody was like the year 2000. And yeah. it was it was just like the world is gonna. There's been several times I think because we you and I are in the same age group, where like there's been like these world ending events that are gonna happen in so many days, and that was one of them definitely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and, and like I'm telling you, I we talked about this last week, but this is another one of those events that, like, you know, we're going to look back on when we're old and gray and be like, you remember this thing? Like, everybody was just so crazy over it, and it ended up being okay. You know what I'm saying? So uh, Y2K yeah. was one of those things, yeah. you know? Uh, but, Mo, I actually wanted to ask crazy. you. It, it was. Yes. It was. Like I said, it was all over the news, definitely. And uh, what I wanted to ask you, was there any reselling for you uh, during this time, like for me personally, like I actually started my eBay store in 1999 and I would basically just sell things that I like video game stuff at the time that I had because I was really like I, I still like video games, but I was even heavier into video games. And I'm just like yes. selling 
random things here and there, but were you doing any reselling on the year 2000? So here's the funny thing about uh, reselling for me. I mean, I knew about the companies. Like I remember, I think it was called Yahoo Auctions, and they might've been called something else back then. I remember eBay, just because I'm in the Bay Area, and that's when I was in college, late 90s, 2000. So a lot of, they were sending out, uh, they were scouting people. Back then they would actually scout kids to get jobs and stuff. So I remember eBay. Wow. I didn't actually use it that much though. What I used it for was events. I would buy concert tickets, um, comedy tickets. I remember buying Seinfeld tickets. Um, you know, on eBay, uh, on eBay, on eBay, I would, or no, I'm sorry. I would sell them on eBay. Sometimes I would, I would buy them through Ticketmaster, uh, sports event tickets. Like I remember buying, um, you know, this is when Kobe and Shaq 99, I think it was 99, 2000. Yeah. They were, uh, they were pretty hot. They were a hot ticket. So I'd buy tickets for that. Uh, Jordan's last season. Um, so I'd buy like 10 tickets and the goal was to be able to see the concert or the event, you know, the basketball game without having to pay for it. So I'd wow. buy like 10 and then I'd ask, you know, who wants to go, whoever wants to go would pay, you know, maybe it's two, maybe it's four. Um, and then the rest I would sell. And this is before StubHub came in uh, and they made it difficult. But yeah, I want to say that late 90s, early 2000, that's all I did. I didn't sell one physical hard good ever. I had an eBay account since around the same time as you, 1999, but it was only for, uh, I might have might have bought something for myself personally, but reselling wise, it was 100% tickets. The funniest ticket I sold, and I still get, uh, <laughs> I still get people laughing at me for till this day was Spice Girls tickets. I Dude, think I, like you're making money. They, they, they can laugh all they want. Have you got that money in your pocket? Absolutely. I got a lot of. I'm talking about 300 bucks a ticket, wow. which I was blown away with back then. I'm like, no, I've never sold anything. I've never sold Dude, anything. 300 a ticket even today is like great. You know what I'm yeah. Saying? yeah, and it was from the funny thing is these were checks. I remember they were mailing me these checks. And, you know, I bought them for maybe 10 bucks a piece. I don't think it was more than 10, 15 bucks a piece max, something like that. Crazy. And then, like, I would get these letters with the checks from the moms of the eight-year-old girls that were going to see this. <laughs> and um, so, stupid me, I sold one pretty fast. And then after that, I said, because there's a long time between when you bought the tickets and when it was going to actually happen. So, I bought 10 more tickets. And then... I was trying to sell them and then for whatever reason I ran out of time. So I had eight tickets left over. So yeah, I went to see the Spice Girls. <laughs> <laughs> With that, I dragged seven friends along. Wow, dude. So, no, but that's yeah. a that's a smart that's a dude, that's a totally like smart business plan at that time for sure. You know, a college kid making like this money on the side, be like, dude, you're balling right now. You know what I mean? Yes. I think that's fantastic. That's fantastic. And, and that opportunity, funny. I'm telling you, it exists today. <laughs> Just don't know what it is, but exactly. that kind of opportunity exists today. Uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, the funny I'm thing sorry, is that saying? weekend I went to three concerts. I think Spice Girls was maybe the first one, and after that, who was the other one? Um, it was like it's like super heavy metal law. So it was like the day after, and it's like complete same people went with me to both. They're like. Well, why'd you have to have me go with you yesterday? I kind of, I just wanted to come here on Saturday night. I didn't want to go to that last night. And I made them pay for it as well. Too, so. <laughs> oh, <I'm> man. Like, <laughs> okay. 
you know, yeah, you got to pay for that. But yeah, no, no, actually, to be honest, that that concert was crazy because they're like a bunch of which one the Spice Girls concert. But there were a bunch of four, five, six year olds, and you see like a parade of parents too, like the dads and the moms. They had these giant posters and everything. It was like getting parking there was all the way out there because there's no public transportation. Although we had to park and walk all the way in, it was like a festival for this thing. It was crazy. So yeah, that's I, I remember that. That might have been '99, but yeah, close enough. But it spilled into 2000 because I'm sure, like, if you were selling tickets and making money on the side, like this is something you were continuing. And I also wanted yeah. to ask you, like. What did your parents and friends think? Like, 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 Mo, Mo, you like you're making some money over here, like, because that you kept it going for a few years, right? Like, in terms yeah, of yeah, like, like 99, 98, 99 to two thousand two, two thousand one. I got a real job. That's when I start. I stopped. So probably like early two thousands, I stopped. But yeah, for like three, four years. Uh, yeah, the only thing I remember was I remember telling him about that Spice Girls thing and then it was eight tickets that were left over. So it was like over a hundred dollars. I remember telling my mom that she's all, you better get somebody to cover those tickets. <laughs> That's all she said. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, uh, to be honest, they're kind of like, you've talked to people today about reselling and like, you know, kind of get that glazed over look a little bit sometimes. Um, if I talked in a way and I said, I'm buying tickets and selling them, then people didn't really look at me funny. But if I said, you know, I'm selling them on eBay, they probably like, oh, you do what? Uh, so it's still the same. I think the reaction hasn't changed in 20 years when Crazy. you tell people that you sell on eBay or that you're a yeah. reseller, that glaze over look that you get like, oh, okay. Well, I know somebody that can get you a job, you know, if you're, okay. you're in trouble. I mean, I, I've it's got weird. that a lot of times. I find that weird because like Gary Vaynerchuk has been pushing eBay like so much, especially now. Like I think he's really into the baseball cards and the yeah. and the sports cards. Like he's just been pushing eBay, uh, you know, amongst many other the other things that he does. But you know, and I just think it's become more popular because of that. But uh, it surprises me that people still like are get a glazed over look when they talk about when you talk about eBay. I mean, especially now during this COVID time, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe people are trying to make some extra cash. Yeah, that surprises me. It really does, you know? No, oh, I mean, uh, to be honest, the only thing, I, the funny thing is that you talk about cards because I just sold a little, um, it's like country, it's called Country Gold, little box set of country music cards. I've never heard of them. I just saw them at a thrift store. I never box. even heard of it until you talked about it right now, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, they sold, for, I mean, it was like 30 bucks they sold for, but then uh, it, it was around that time. It was around two, like had Billy Ray Cyrus on the side of it and all that oh, stuff. Wow. So, <laughs> I just thought that'd be funny, but I mean, in cards in general, I mean, I mean, I'm going to go back even further in 2000. I just remember being in school and selling those and remembering when they kind of hit the fan. Uh, I remember when people were using them as, you know, filler for, you know, I mean, they were garbage basically. So it's funny that it's come full circle. So, um, I mean, I don't know when I think of, Cards, like you said, baseball cards. I think of, in my mind, I think Bo Jack, black and white. He's got a baseball bat. He's got his arms up like this. You know, that's a card from like 1989. But I mean, these guys with their $20,000 cards and $50,000. I mean, I don't even know what the prices are because I don't know anything about cards, but on Pokemon cards. I mean, oh, yeah. If, you, oh, yeah. if you had a Pokemon card from, 
you know, I'm, I'm guessing it started in the late 90s, early 2000s. If you had uh, that, then right now, who knows what that's going for? I'd love to hear. Actually, somebody just posted a question. I'm Eric Stefano. Okay. I'm into the cards from last year. Junk wax here. Yeah, exactly. Um, Crazy. It, I just I just didn't know that cards were still like a thing. Like I dude, you're you're educating me right now. I didn't even know Pokemon cards are a thing. I really you thing. know what I'm saying. I mean, I don't know anything about them. My son has Pokemon cards. I mean, he's treated them like trash. I doubt any of them are worth anything, but it's a huge thing. Pokemon cards, the right sports cards from to be honest, this Gary Vaynerchuk is the one that talks about this a lot. Uh, and he's I think uh, it's not just I think it's pretty obvious that kind of social media has pushed this a little bit and I, I hate to think of it as a fad but I get that impression and I know cards are huge uh, so I don't knock anyone that's selling cards but just because I remember the 90s and what happened to cards and comic books in the early 90s that's yeah that's I, I was really into comic books not even like reselling just like I was like I'm talking about like right around the time I mean when comic books were like super popular I'm still into comic books now I still read comic books now not regularly yeah, regularly yeah. but like when the whole image comics thing with Jim Lee and Todd McFarlane oh yeah all these guys like like I was reading the books before they even jumped to image so in that like two three year period I, I didn't even know what year that was around actually but i was that i think that was more the uh, 90s but i was really you're probably talking about yeah the late late 80s early 90s because i remember i still have boxes that say clay's comics clay's comics was a a, a comic book store that went out of business in 19 i want to say now i'm going back 93 94 something like that in in the bay uh, area yeah and i knew nothing about comics i still know very little about them but I collected comics for about three months in the fall of 93, I want to say. And my brother knows a lot more about comics. He was really into Stan Lee, like you said. He was really into, I don't know if you remember that whole, uh, there was like a, a Batman series that came out, I want to see the early 90s. I think it was like was really the, dark. Um, oh, the dark, was it The Dark Knight by Frank Miller? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah, really into that. I mean, it, it, the story itself is amazing. It really is. Like yeah. for the time, like it just was like think something that you just like. What is this? You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. like one of those kinds of moments. But I'm sorry to interrupt. Continue. No, no, no. Uh, I'm just because I'm just remembering, and I know this isn't from 2000. This is probably 93, 94. I remember I bought an entire. I got slightly into Spider-Man and Daredevil. I don't know why. I don't know. And I remember buying. Oh, now I remember. Daredevil came out with a brand new. Um, I think it was brand new 93 um, series. It was, I remember the black art on the cover and it was like, I think he dies in it or something like that. Or I can't even remember. He gets killed by, uh, because I barely Kingpin. remember. Yeah. Or, or he's like, so, is he, is it one where he's like on a cross, a stone cross? Like yeah. There's like only five or 10, like it was a series of five or 10 or something like that. So that I remember getting that entire series. I remember finding, it's funny, like the the two books that you mentioned, I think that they're the I know definitely the Dark Knight. I think the one that you're mentioning as well, I think that's also written by Frank Miller. So yes, that's, the guy, that's, that's it, right yeah, there, Frank Miller. Yeah, because he's the one that created Sin City, and and that was real like popular at the time too. So yeah. you know, yeah, Frank Miller, he he's written some incredible, some of the most memorable comics, Daredevil and Batman. So no, yeah, yeah, but, but I mean we're like totally up the year 2000 now, but. Um, 
Yeah, dude, yeah. You know, like when we were looking, just bringing it back to the year 2000, we were looking, uh, I, you know, you had mentioned this a few days ago, and I was looking at the music that came out in the year 2000, and I just can't believe that the Black Eyed Peas were like coming out with music in the year 2000. Like, nice they had, trip. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, that they had songs back then, and like, uh, you know what it what it just sh kind of shown me and uh you know me mo like you 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 know you know what i kind of talk about I, i'm into a lot of self-help stuff but it just kind of shows me uh that if you stay consistent with something like your star eventually will rise you know but you just got to kind of stay consistent with the thing and like the fact that they came from kind of like being like this like indie almost kind of hip-hop group to being yeah. one of the biggest selling like you know music album groups i'm, I'm probably butchering that to in 2020 and in the last like five years is amazing and they just kind of stayed consistent so i, I just was surprised by that that a group you know black eyed peas is where they are today basically exactly you know I mean? exactly you wouldn't have thought it when they first came out too but no to be honest, they were always i mean to be honest their music has always been pretty good but I mean, it is. No, I, that's why I, that's the reason why I jumped out at me because I've always liked their music as well. Like some of it a lot, some of it not so much, but yeah. they've always kind of, you know, you just can't doubt the, the, the ability of Will I Am and his production and then the other guys. But he's like the heart of that. And like the guy, he knows how to produce music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I'm looking right now for more music that came well, out. Music. I mean, I can't remember. I mean, I'm looking at the Billboard top. It says top 100 singles for 2000. Number yeah. one is a song my wife likes, <laughs> Faith Hill Breathe. Uh, I've heard that. Okay. Okay. I remember yeah. that. And then actually number two is I probably remember more because it was Santana's return. He did that song with, or I don't know if it was an album, with Rob Thomas. But um, no, that album, dude, that album had Maria Maria. And that, yes. that for that summer, that song was like the uh, can we curse on here? Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I always yeah, had to ask you. Yeah, that, that during that summer, that song was a uh, shit, dude. Like I I never got tired of that song. And you know, like I was DJing a little bit at home at the time, uh, and that would be a song I would always like kind of include into my mixes. Would be Maria Maria, like and dude, like you know, uh, DJ Khaled, like he kind of put it out a, a few years ago, like as a as a beat for one of his songs and like yeah, yeah, yeah. so many other songs copied this same beat. Like the, the, that song, even if I, I love, I always love this kind of conversation, like things that came out in the year 2000 or just things that came out in the past that will come out today and still be a hit. And yeah. I think like we discussed a movie like gladiator would be huge. I mean, if movie theaters were open also Maria Maria, like if that song came out today, I think that song would be a big hit legit. You know? I mean that, that guitar riff right there, I can hear it in my head. When you say exactly, that. yeah, dude, even, exactly. though, even the words, I'm not going to sing it because I don't want to have the two listeners we have disappear. But um, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, no, I remember as soon as you said the Maria Maria, I can remember it in my head. Um, I mean, I was, it, was it, I think it was Rob Thomas with him, but yeah, that, yeah. that no, no, and, and for Maria Maria, no, it was a it was this group was somebody that, else, uh, like a one hit wonder group, yeah, you know what I mean. But okay. the song sounds from like uh, amazing, but no, the Rob Thomas song was all on the billboard charts and everything yeah. that song like i just remember it like hearing it on the radio or you would just hear the car on a radio uh, like passing by uh, you know and you always would always hear this song you know like, mtv was still a thing and this yes. would be like kind of 
on replay. So no, that song was they played amazing. music videos back then. I mean, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah, you know. But I, I'm just thinking, like, uh, like I said, I'm looking at music right now while we're talking. Mo, I'm on the computer. But, yeah, actually, uh, it's funny you say that about Santana. He has the number two and the number three. Smooth, that uh, was that. Rob Thomas was number two. That was old Rob Thomas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Maria Maria was number three. Um, I don't know if this is by uh, weeks on the chart or if this is like by sales, but they, uh, yeah, that was a, I mean, if you said Santana in like 1999, people would be looking back to like Woodstock, you know, that kind of era of like. Not what, at all. He had I mean, one of the most, he had one of the most like, uh, like singles, uh, you know, like, like most popular singles. This is a guy that came like from the seventies, right? Like seventies, yep. early eighties. Yep. And like he, I mean, and on that same note, like Madonna this year in the year 2000 had a bunch of hits as well. And this is an, a star from the eighties yep. that in the year 2000 had a couple of hits. And also, I mean, she still makes music to this day here and there, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's a huge thing to be someone who, I mean, you can kind of catalog your stuff. Like he catalog it from the seventies and from you know 2000 and then you bring it back now because uh, I, I think i was listening to a show they were talking about bon jovi and how he had a as well he had a big hit then too yeah but then that people might... thought that they were brand new in 2000 it was just crazy it was just crazy you know i mean i mean i'm there from jersey too so i mean uh yeah uh, but i mean it's just it's a trip because it's kind of like you, okay, you got this group and then 10, 15 years later, you're going to get another group of people. And then 10, 15 later, years later, I mean, I guess Elvis and the Beatles are probably doing that the best. I mean, every 10, 15 years is like a, a either a cover or a re-release or something. So. Yeah, I just wanted to piggyback on that same line that you were talking now, Mo. I think it's a combination of reinventing yourself, even if you don't have to reinvent yourself completely, but just reinventing yeah. yourself and kind of getting with uh, the signs of the time, right? Like, you know, we just finished talking about Santana. He came up with this real contemporary kind of song that he yeah. uh, he kind of co-produced with Wyclef. And Wyclef was like really popular at that time. If you talk about Madonna and the songs that she had, uh, you know, it was very dancey and that was kind of like hitting at that point in time. So uh, I think, and it's like a thing today where, um, you know, we started, when we started, we didn't have like these social media platforms and stuff like that. And now we're using them to go ahead and promote our things. And uh, like Gary Vaynerchuk, as was bringing it back to him, like he talks about, like you know, you, you should be. Uh, even though I don't agree, and I've tried it, but it does not suit me, so I don't one hundred percent agree. But he talks about being everywhere and using like TikTok and using these other uh, yeah. social media avenues. It's kind of like even as for us OGs uh, in our forties, like we just got to go ahead and continue to reinvent and like see what technology is happening and kind of get up on that to like promote our things or. You know, and we never know, like something really might gel with us and, and really kind of take off, definitely. Well, I mean, just to piggyback off what you said there, I mean, it, it, I mean, if you were to think about back 2000, yeah, you had the internet, but I think people were still, you know, handing out bootleg. It might have been CDs back then, but cassettes. I remember how many mixtapes did you ever get? I, I remember I didn't even go to that many, like, I mean, I went to a fair amount of concerts, but you get these people standing outside, three bucks, five bucks hand you a cassette. You've never heard of them. I remember my cousin raved for a whole year. I can't even remember that guy's name. Some random rapper in Oakland. 
handed him a cassette. He was playing. I remember my cousin wore out that tape. He couldn't figure out who the guy was, though. That was the problem. Oh, I and would love to hear And like, oh, I want to buy this. But it was an old white cassette, I remember. And I mean, I guess, you know, you never found out who that was. But, you know, that was how you did things back then. I mean, you got to market somehow, you know, flyers and bootleg CDs and cassettes and all that kind of stuff. Mixtapes. The mixtape was a natural cassette tape, right? So, I mean. That's right. That's right. So, it's, it's wild because uh, within this last decade, like, you know, you would still find guy, rappers like one of, you know, upcoming guys who want to like just kind of get their name out there, like giving out CDs in Times Square. It's like, but dude, who's listening to CDs anymore? Like, honestly, what's the, what's the 2021 version? Because we are pretty much in 2021 now. Um, uh, what's the 2020? I I guess it's a, a it'd be some kind of somebody dropping your your company TikTok or Instagram or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and then like or just like continuing that a bunch of times until you you know something pops. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like like a podcast, like a podcast. Like we put out our podcast, and there are some podcasts that really resonate, and like a lot of people will like talk about. It. And then there's a bunch of other ones that you know you think were like this is the shit, and like then you know, crickets you know what i'm saying so yeah yeah i know i know what that's all about absolutely yeah you know yeah like that i i, I even who is it that put out a song he's talking about 1989 i think it was kid rock a couple of years and in the lyrics he talks about no internet and he talks about i think an old song basically like that but that's basically what you did you didn't have pre-internet days were interesting even though 2000 wasn't really pre-internet but um no, we were we were definitely into the internet, and uh, I think I was also looking when you were talking about like world events that happened in the year two thousand. Uh, America Online and Time Warner combined, and that's uh, weird you say that, but yeah, go ahead, let finish your thought there. Yeah, so uh, I mean, it, it still was. Um, I'm, uh, maybe MySpace was a the thing then. I have not checked that. I have not uh, checked that, but. Uh, but I had a MySpace yeah. page. Oh, we we all did like HTML and those ugly pages that would like do all these things and like stop your computer from working. I mean that that might have been all the rage. But dude, like a hundred percent. And like I said, I'm gonna be vulgar and uh, you know you know me, Mo. You know, like that's how you meet chicks and you know that's how <laughs> that's how you hey. make things happen with those ugly pages and like that's MySpace right. and all these things. And uh, I remember yeah. MySpace pages. The funny part is that you would click on it and. The internet's not great. It, it was super slow. It would take a couple. So you see the picture. You see a picture of a guy or a girl or whatever. And then two <laughs> seconds later, that music hits you just like this. Whatever they're like. And it's so loud. So loud. Wow. So loud. And yeah. you know, this person hasn't changed it in like six months. So it's old and it's loud and it's obnoxious. You can't turn it off. So you're trying to like go like, oh, how do I turn the sound down? I mean, that's uh, crazy. <laughs> My space was the best, and everyone that was what was. Can you remember the guy's name? There's a when Tom. you sign in MySpace, Tom. Tom is everybody's friend. Tom, and they have one picture. That one static picture of Tom. Everybody catfishing all of us. Look yeah. like a completely different guy, but Tom. Tom was everybody's friend. Absolutely. Yeah, Tom, we should get a picture. I should have looked up a picture of Tom now. Tom in 2020. He should. He should be the the cover of this uh podcast, uh, this yeah. podcast episode, like the picture. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> I, Tom I, <laughs> I heard, I heard. I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard that Justin Timberlake bought, or he's a part of the consortium that bought MySpace. I don't know. Really? 
I, I think it's something to do with music now. Like they, I, mean, I should look it up. I bet if you typed in MySpace right now, let's see. But nobody's going to fucking MySpace, dude. Like yeah, nobody's going to MySpace. I mean, it's, honestly, it says featured but, content at MySpace. Musician Joshua Worthington curated. So it looks like it, it's a music type thing. Yeah. I think Mo, you're the you first the person to visit right? MySpace this month. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like nobody's going to MySpace. There, like you know, nobody's going to MySpace. It's, we should um, bring it back. We should bring it back. <laughs> maybe I hope that that, that that Justin Timberlake maybe sold some technology from it or something <laughs> that made him a bunch of money. The, web, the address, the URL. I mean, I mean. Yeah, that's a money loser. That's a that's a money loss right there, dog. Yeah, <laughs> nobody's going there. Nobody. You, you, I guess you're the first person to visit it. MySpace this month right now. Right, right now when you visit it right now. You know? <laughs> and nobody's going there, Doc. Nobody's going there. Uh, and, yeah, Eric Stefano agrees. Eric Stefano agrees. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, the year 2000, um, you know, it was, I guess, personally speaking, it was definitely a transformative time. I'm a late bloomer in the sense, I think just in life in general, like I'm talking about losing my virginity or even kissing my, the first girlfriend. It all happened like later for me, you know what I'm saying? So, like, uh, it, in the age of 24, maybe, but I maybe I was late, and I'm okay with that, you know. In the past, I was. It would be like a personal, like I personally feel like, oh man, like you know, I'm such a loser because everything kind of happened in my 20s. But uh, I, I don't feel that anymore, you know. Like, you know, this is all happening for me, and in yeah. my 20s is definitely a time of discovery. My 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 20s, a time of like kind of finding the person, the type of person that. I was going to be, you know what I'm saying? So, and the year 2000, you know, kind of helped that. So uh, when I look back at the year 2000, it wasn't a bad year. It was, it was a good year and great entertainment. And like I said, great time spent with friends and a year of growth. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. If you could oh, come yeah. up kind of 2000, Mo, like how was 2000 for you? 2000, to be honest, was very, very cool. I enjoyed it. Uh, we... Was that the first time I went white? I went white water rafting, I think that year. It might have been the year after. And funny story about that, I was the only person apparently in the history to fall out of the boat uh, <laughs> <laughs> or the canoe, whatever it is. I didn't feel it, though, and it felt good. That's, good. It, like, That's I, good. it was like 90 degrees, and when I got in the water, like everyone else was like, oh. Looks like you cooled off there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe you were the smart one, Mo. Maybe you were the maybe you were the smart, smart one. Like that, yeah. we should all jump in the water too. Because it's hot as hell over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm the only one who wants to stop rowing. I just got lazy. That was it. I, was like, I got to cool down. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Take a little dive in this little stream here. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean the year 2000. I'm trying to think what else. Let me see here. Um, let me see. Since we're talking, we talked a little bit about reselling. I wrote down a couple of stats about eBay. Please, yeah. not necessarily yes, items that sold, but just kind of stats. So just you can kind of compare with now. See, so, so eBay had 12 million users and 4.5 wow. million items. So compare that with now. I think they have like billions. I think it's four billion items or something like that. Crazy. I didn't even know that. Dude. Yeah, wow. I, I knew about it about five seconds ago. And then let's see. Oh, okay. This is not quite 2000, but this. I think it was because of the Y2K that we talked about. Apparently, they had an outage in June 10th, on June 10th, 1999, and they had to send in 50 engineers just to stop because it went down for 20 hours. So imagine now if eBay went down for 20 hours, so basically a day. I mean, people would be freaking out. I mean, down. Yeah, that's, not, that's not implausible, dude. That's not, that's not, that's not like unrealistic that something like that would happen. 
Like it will go down for a day. Is remember? I think it was two years ago. Facebook went down for like was it YouTube or no? Maybe it was YouTube that went down for like three hours or something like that. Yeah, people. Yeah, I, I thought it was funny because I'm like, but you could see on Facebook. What am I gonna do? You know, am I gonna lose all my stuff? What's happening here? Where are we hacked? You know, what's going on here? So, I mean, YouTube. I guess you don't necessarily sell stuff, but if you're selling stuff all day and it goes yeah. down, okay, you're like, okay. Number one, is it like that Target thing where some hacker goes in and steals information? Is my information stolen? If, you know, my credit card info and all that kind of stuff. Number two, have, is my stuff deleted? I don't know. I don't know what the situation was if they just couldn't get access or if it was just down. I'm guessing, I, I don't know if you can remember back then, but when websites went down, it was just like it had that. Uh, it's a page similar to the one that Google has now. Have you seen what Google does now? They have like that little game thing. It comes on when there's no internet. It says there is no internet. Um, no, no, I'm not familiar with that. Page not found, I think, right now. So, oh yeah, I, I've got. I've seen page not found. I've seen page not found. Yeah. So I mean, I'm just what I mean. That must have been a trip. I mean, I, I hope people wouldn't freak out if something like that were to happen because that is that's still plausible. Like, like I guess that can still happen to this day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. I like Amazon got hacked last year or two years ago. But it was it, the site didn't go down though. They just had certain things that were not uh, irregular uh, irregularities that were going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you you were talking about the whole thing that happened with Target. It happened. I, I remember with the PlayStation like network and the PlayStation. Oh yeah. Uh, like where like a bunch of the credit card <laughs> people's credit card. Yeah. So I, I don't think that that. It's unrealistic that like eBay can go down for a 24-hour period today or or even a YouTube or or Netflix, you know what I'm saying, or any of these services. And personally speaking, like it's not that big of a deal, you know, like if it does go down, maybe for some people it is. But I mean, is it that world ending? I mean, you know, if that went down, like go read a book or something, go do something outside. Yeah. You know. It's it's funny. It's like, I don't know. This is bad. I shouldn't admit this, but the, the reaction you get, the feeling you get when you you get in your car, you leave the house and you put your hands in your pockets, you figure out you don't have your phone. I shouldn't have that reaction, but I guess it's a, uh, it'll be similar to that, but worse maybe. But yeah. I, I shouldn't have that. I mean, do you, I don't know if you get that, but like if you, if you don't take your phone with you and you just kind of, no, like, oh, I, I think I, I've discussed this with you. Uh, yeah. And uh, I wanted to say two things. Like, I purposely like when I'm in my neighborhood, which now I, I normally I live in New Jersey. You have to go into the city to work. But since I'm furloughed, I yeah. hang out around, around around my neighborhood and around like the certain towns in my neighborhood. My phone stays home all the time. Like I only come back unless I need to bring it with me. But I purposely leave my phone. Now, I have a phone and I have another phone, but the other phone is a dislike. I use it as an iPod. I carry that with me everywhere, but I can't get messages on it because it has no Wi-Fi when I leave my house. So I'm just like listening to podcasts. Well, so on purpose, I actually leave my phone at home. I just I I rather not like deal with it or look at it every five seconds and kind of just trying to curb that habit. But I also wanted to say, oh man, I forgot what I was gonna say. Dang it! But it'll come back to me. It'll come back to me. But yeah, I purposely leave my phone at home. Yeah, because I just uh, when I'm in my neighborhood, when I go into the city, I take it with me. But when I'm in my neighborhood, I yeah, uh, you know, I just want to break that habit. And um, you know, I, I made a podcast about that social dilemma documentary on Netflix. Like, just want to. I've even very much have limited my social media usage. You know what I mean? To just kind of disconnect and just go live life some more. You know what I'm saying? No, no, totally, totally. Because I mean, 
I mean, this is probably, I would say 96, 97, but for a while we were all doctors there. Did you have a pager? You must have had a pager. No, I think at the time I wasn't, I didn't have a pager. Like I had a cell phone when they started to first become popular, like the little black cell phones with green okay. screens. I had that, but I think when when the pager stuff was going, my my dad was a super, and he had pages for a long time, forever, um, and that was a whole thing. Like you could make messages on pages and this and that's like kind of goofy when you look back at it now. But uh, pay, uh, the pager thing didn't really get all get on me, you know. Like I wasn't oh, really crazy. I mean, I want to say for one of two three years, me and my friends were heavily into pagers. <laughs> and I know nobody's no nobody's gonna remember this. This is this is 90s. I don't think this is 2000. And cell phones were because remember you paid by the minute for cell phones, and when it first oh, came yeah, out, dude. super 100%. expensive. I they were. They were. I could not afford that. And then so um, we had pagers, and we had things called pay phones. If you guys remember what those are, you know those <laughs> things that I don't know if they're still there now. Like people use them for I don't know nightstands or whatever they use them for now but uh yeah so we would go and we all had codes and then um i can't even remember what my code is now but then i got good at reading pager code so basically pager code is just numbers that look like letters so we would write whole things and then we got to the point where i remember there was one night where we said okay let's play this game literally we would write out notes in pager code and we'd hand around you have to figure out who can figure it out the fastest Wow, it's like Morse code or something. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so I don't know if anyone else ever did that, but literally, like, and then, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, this is pre. So this is probably '98, I'm guessing. But yeah, I remember my nicest pager ever. I lost in going to see. This is really sidetracking here. Uh, we no. went to see the movie. Um, was it Tom Hanks and um, was it? Oh, it was about uh, AOL. Um, this is I've got. Uh, you've got mail. Yes. I mean, I was sitting in the front row. I put my feet up, and then when the lights went out, it must have dropped. <laughs> when I got out, I just got it that day. Green, it's nice. It was like fifty dollars. Motorola pager. I remember it still to this day. I went like this. I'm looking around, like, where's my pager? And everybody's like leaving. Like, the movie just ended. So I'm like, I must have spent half an hour in there going through all the seats, going underneath. Wow. Like, where's my pager? Where's my... And it was gone. So crazy, crazy. Yeah. So. Speaking speaking of Tom Hanks and movies, like Castaway actually came out in the year two thousand. That was back. That's that's a kind of a relevant movie now. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, if you're gonna cast away, I mean, it's and actually that would be better now because at least when he it came out, there was no social media and no you know. But um, Im imagine if you were cast. Okay, here's a question for you. Imagine if you were yeah. cast. Everyone always asks the desert island question. Right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What are the three things you take with you? Let's wow. see. I mean, you I, for some reason you're going to cast away, but you get to pick your items, which doesn't make any sense. But still, you get to pick three items that go go uh, with you. Uh, for sure, I think of a, a notebook and a pen. Okay. Or like a yeah, because like I like to journal, so uh, okay, you know, I, and I do that on a daily basis. So uh, a notebook, a pen, and um, you know, honestly, and I, I guess I guess some music, you know, like maybe if I had something like like I said, let's say we're on a stranded on an island, we have no Wi-Fi signal. There's no way to contact other folks, and you just stuck for a period of time. Lord willing, somebody comes get you. But yeah. it would be a notebook, it would be a, a pen or pens, 
and it would be like maybe have like an iPod that has music on it. But that's about it. You know, that's about it. And then hopefully I can fend for myself and and uh, and, you know, get food and, and, you know, and stuff like that. But it would be those three things. Like what, what items would you take with you on a like if you were left stranded on an island, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it would have to be. I'm trying to think of the entertainment that I would like the most that would work the best. Um, I don't even know if they have. Yeah, I mean, I would I'd be leaning towards some kind of electronical device that could have some sounds so I can remember civilization, i.e. a tape recorder, cell phone, an iPod, um, something to play music, something where you can remember somebody's voice. Because that, that my takeaway from the movie Castaway was he lost connection with humanity, right? Like everything. Right. Yeah. So, he, you know, that's why he has Wilson and like, you know, draws a face and all that. So I guess Wilson becomes one, a person. Wilson yeah, becomes a person. Uh, exactly. Exactly. So I guess number one would be something with some kind of audio, anything, whether it's an iPod, a cell phone. I don't know how long that will last though, but I guess number two would be maybe like a picture or like a like a I don't know, a photo album or something like that. Because then you want to see somebody, right? At the same time. Yeah. You know, I can't turn on the TV or something, but I think number three would probably be something so I don't, you know, freeze or something. I don't know, a good pair of boots or something like that, or a hat or like a maybe a windbreaker jacket, something like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I thought I about this I, too much. <laughs> no, 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 that's okay. I, th I think if I thought of one more thing, it'd be like a solar power like a little charger thing. That way I can always keep my electronic device charged. You, know? you ever see the, there's a commercial that came out after Castaway came out? And it's like a fake Tom Cruise. Um, Tom Cruise. Tom Hanks comes to the door and he's got the beard and all that. It's like he just got off the island and then FedEx is there and they deliver him like a satellite radio. Oh my like, God. <laughs> like, oh, I yeah, that sorry. <laughs> I did see that. But I did want to go back to two points that you made. Uh, like the thing I would that and and it happens happened it happened actually this this past month the thing that I would freak out like not if a website went down but if my Wi-Fi goes down I freak out over that like yeah. for the moment I'm not saying like I just go into like you know, barbarian mode or anything but I, I, in terms of something that stops working that one freaks out over it's my because that's yeah. all like that's how I entertain myself pretty much but thankfully I have books and other things I can keep myself entertained like if it goes out but that's my main form of entertainment and. Yeah. Uh, there was something else you said that I wanted to kind of piggyback on as well. It'll come back to me. It'll come back to me. But no, it's funny you say that this whole episode too. That's the one thing I'm thinking about. It's like hopefully the internet doesn't go out because my my internet's kind of spotty. So uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm right with I'm right there with you. It's just no, you know, uh, since, since it went out the first time, like it's been great since then. It hasn't, it hasn't like in the when it first went out, like you were kind of like like it was cutting out a lot, but now you're great. You're great. You know. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah, you're great, definitely. And uh, yeah, I remember the other thing um, when you were talking about your friends and talking about that you guys were like playing games where you would figure out like the code and the beeper to like actual like. I just I found that fascinating because, it, and then there's something as well that I've been thinking about the last couple of days. Like <clears throat> we can really as, uh, and this came. This is how this whole train of thought came to me initially. Like I said, now we're totally off the reservation now, you know, but like. Joe Rogan had a podcast where he was interviewing a guy where they were talking about cavemen. This is a recent podcast. And one of the things he said, and I found it fascinating, was like people who walk barefoot 
like all their lives, like their feet look completely different like than our feet. Like their feet almost look like hands. And like if you see the picture, it looks pretty gross looking, you know, but their feet look like hands and like the way they grasp on like even the big toe is like almost all the way to the side. And it like yeah, just yeah. it's because of the way their 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 feet like grasp onto the ground and to rocks. I just found that fascinating. And the way I'm uh, kind of tying this all together is you guys were teaching yourselves how to do some kind of code through beeper like language. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So what I just find fascinating about all of this is like how just us as humans, how, uh, you know, we can just kind of really teach ourselves new habits. And also with that thing that I said about the cave, cave people that we're still like evolving, you know what I'm saying? In the sense of physically our brains and the things that we learn, because oh, yeah. yeah, like if you go to the Smithsonian, uh that's in washington dc right the smithsonian's in washington dc so, yeah. like i went there one time and you know they were like they had built kind of like sets of what like the white house looked like back in uh in the times of uh, abraham lincoln and george washington and doorways were like so much smaller like yeah. humans were smaller so and like today we're like all these different sizes because it kind of we've mixed with each other and stuff like that so i just i find it fascinating that we can that we're still changing like our bodies, our brains, and also that we can teach ourselves new habits. You know what I'm saying? Like if every night at 10 o'clock we always go to eat uh, M&Ms, like it'll always, and we do that every time, like the body will start craving that. And like it just, yeah. you're making new connections and like teaching yourself this. You know what I'm saying? So I just I just found that fast. And like I said, this is a train of thought I've been on the last couple of days. You know what I mean? No, no, no. You're absolutely right. Even, you don't even have to go back to caveman times. I remember... I went because we were we moved from England in the, in the early '90s, so we went. We couldn't sell our house then; the market was bad. So we went back after a couple of years. And I remember, I think I left when I was like 11. I went back when I was 16, so my feet were bigger, I guess. I remember looking at the stairs. My house was pretty small. The stairs, I couldn't put my entire foot on the stair. I'm like, that's weird. My stair was smaller than my the staircase I had here in the U.S. And that's just that's a house from the forties or the fifties, not that old. It's yeah. like Cold World War Two era house, but the stairs are maybe I don't know nine inches. I don't know what it is, six inches wide, um, deep, I should say. But yeah, so I mean, even that in fifty years we've evolved. Like I'm really going off tangents here, but I, I, I watched a show and they talked about the size of portions of food. I think they were talking about either hamburgers or donuts, one of those two. And they were way smaller. They're like tiny, 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 uh, <laughs> tiny, tiny, tiny. And I'm yeah. talking about not that old. I'm talking about like from the 40s, the 50s, and 60s. It's like, like what we call now a slider. It's like a exactly. <laughs> I mean sliders. I'm like, why are there only three? I mean, and then why are they like the size of my palm? I mean, I mean, yeah. What is this? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Sliders irritate me, but if somebody else is paying for them, that's all good. But yeah. There you go. There you go. Absolutely. There you go. But yes, yes, yes. So, but I mean, let me see here. I want to go over a couple of things about, oh, my eBay facts. I think I've, I left off a couple. Okay, here's some interesting things that came out in the year 2000 because I wanted to think, bring it. I know we kind of got off there a little bit. So, fun facts from the year 2000. Started, I've still that, but I know a lot of people have. That's like their big moneymaker, apparently. eBay University. I don't even know what that is, but um, I think Question that's I, I have no idea. eBay buys half.com. 
which I don't think is half.com anymore. I think they were, they changed their name. The buy button was introduced in 2000. Wow. So before wow. 2000, it was, you know, I guess all auctions, right? Yeah. Remember those yeah. things that people kind of, you know, we can't really get much for anymore, or at least selling wise. And then, oh, the API. So developers around the world could build their own custom this, that, and the other. So they could take that eBay little, you know, API and then put it in their website or whatever they're going to do. So Crazy. those Crazy. Are interesting things. And here's one last one, not to bore you guys too much, but just at the beginning of 2001, they sold a pair of Levi's for 46 grand, an old pair Jeez. of Levi's. Must have been some fantastic pair of Levi's. It must have felt like silk or something. Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, auctions. I remember now that I think about it, I think the, I don't, I'm trying to think if I sold those tickets that I sold back in the late 90s, early 2000s on auction. I think I did. I can't even remember. Um, the thing that stood out in my mind so much is that they didn't pay you online. I didn't have a PayPal account or anything like that. They paid you by no, check. They'll, mail, they'll mail you like money orders. Yeah. Or like you said, like they were mailing you letters and checks. Yeah. yeah oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Going back to the Spice, Spice Girls tickets, I don't know why. I, I remember, I think I was working part time at this company and there was like four or five of us there. I had sold these tickets and it wasn't far. So I wasn't mailing. So. Of course, I'm cheap, so I'm like, all right, let's just go there at lunchtime. And I took my three or four buddies, and I'm not that big, but two of the, the guys that came with me are like 6'2", 250. <laughs> and, yeah. It's like, like okay, and all dense are all like wearing jackets and hoods and stuff like that, and the city town square somewhere in San Jose. And this little lady comes up, and I remember out of the corner of my eye looking at her, and I looked over, I'm like, okay, this looks like a we're going to like rob her or some kind of drug deal or something like that. And we're giving her Spice Girls tickets. <laughs> I just thought it was the, the funniest thing ever. So I uh, like, uh, one of my friends is like, oh yeah, let's act like we're going to steal her wallet. I'm like, no, no, we're not going to do that. Don't do that. That's Don't bad. Do that. Don't, Don't do that. that. Yeah. But yeah, at the end of the day, it was good though. I mean, we had fun at the Spice Girls concert. But, uh, Very good. That's it. Dude. That's it. You, you, got, go. you got a history with Spice Girls. Definitely. You know? Yes, yes, yes. So I think we have had a pretty good conversation here. Um, yes, sir. I'm yes, not sir. sure if we touched on everything we – well, we didn't really say what we were going to touch on, so I guess it didn't matter. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think what we'll do is we'll try and pick another subject, maybe not a year next time, maybe something else. We'll figure it out. Absolutely. We have a week. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. But yeah. before I go, I don't want to forget, uh, let the people know how they can find find your everything definitely uh once again uh, my name is paul v perez uh, my the name of my podcast is the improve and have fun podcast where i document my life and interests with the hopes of encouraging you to do the same definitely and i do so i think i just butchered that but uh, i improve myself and i have fun along the way that's it and uh the website is improve and have fun.com yeah, yeah yeah with all the social media links and all the ways that you can find me and Thank you so much for tuning in and checking this podcast out with myself and Mo. Mo has been kind enough to go ahead and have me on his podcast. Down I very much appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Mo. Definitely. Oh, yeah. No, this is fun. I enjoy this. Uh, we're just we're just learning and having fun and, you know, like you said, improving and having fun. So Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I, if anybody is out there, I see a couple of people. I see Eric. I see L.A.G. 
Uh, I appreciate it. I'll say hi back. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, if you want to find us, this is, um, we have, obviously, this is a podcast, Reseller Niche Podcast. We have a Facebook group, the Reseller Niche Help group on Facebook. It's free, just a small group. You can talk to other people about anything you want reselling related. And then um, check out Paul's podcast. And this will also be up on YouTube. Everything's under Reseller Niche or Reseller underscore Niche on Instagram. But until the next one, signing out. Thank you so much and uh, have a good one. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Reseller Niche Podcast. Show notes and social media links are located at resellerniche.com. Please comment, rate, and subscribe to us on iTunes or YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts.